welcome travelers of the multiverse as Fantastic Geek Chronicles What If on Disney+. Plus. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is the robot variant of Pete. Hello, robot variant Pete. Your team building instincts need work. The Marvel Movie Podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 108. The penultimate season one episode what if ultron one is brought to you by clint canteens the low-tech solution to your high-tech problems just ask shield it pete in the last week it has been busy in the house of mouse uh a bunch of announcements let's start with the book of boba fett pete off mic, I don't think on mic, but off mic, I had been chiding you in the last several weeks that we would not see Book of Boba Fett uh, in this oh, there's, Christmas there's, season. There's audio across our podcast of, of you doing it. <laughs> so, Pete, uh, definitively, I, can we now say there's coal in your stocking, no Book of Boba Fett this holiday season? Coal in my stocking? No. There, there's not coal in my stocking. There's uh, boba in my New Year's. Uh, indeed, the premiere date set for Wednesday, December 29th. So my first reaction when you sent that to me via text uh, is something that I won't utter. Uh, however, it was yet another example that in uh, real life, and not, to, not just shtick for the podcast, if you bet against Spoiler Pete, you're probably going to be wrong. Because uh, I was convinced that we would not have um, Boba Fett till Hawkeye runs out. Turns out the day Hawkeye concludes is the day Book of Boba Fett starts. I'm surprised they stayed with the Wednesday, but uh, if they went to the Friday, New Year's Eve, everything like that, you're still in 2021, which that end credits scene in season two of Mandalorian's uh promised mandalorian mandalorian promised so they've they've kept that uh bring it on uh i'll happily watch my book of boba fett premiere first uh super early in the morning provided we're not furnished with the screener ahead of time and then i will watch the hawkeye finale uh do we know for certain matt that's six episodes is my only question the um everything except wandavision has been six but i'm just wondering is it going to be ah surprise there's only five but the fifth one is supersized and book of boba fett next week enjoy people we'll see you in 2022 um it has been reported that it is six episodes i don't have primary source uh in front of me at the moment i mean it, it does say in kind of the, the first couple of paragraphs, at least on the uh, Wikipedia entry for Hawkeye, it does say six episodes. I'm sure with a bit of clicking, I could find a source. Usually it's a source that's kind of, you know, for such things, it's kind of like mid-level, like, oh, IGN referenced it or Entertainment Weekly referenced it. And no major disrespect against them. Just usually it's not, you know, here's when Kevin Feige looked into the camera and said, six episodes for you. Um, <laughs> but I, th I, I, I think we can widely expect six episodes. Heck, Pete, I would further say the fact that they're doing this one-day overlap in the holiday season when presumably a lot of people are home for Hawkeye and Book of Boba Fett, to me that, uh, I don't want to say nail in the coffin, but that 
for lack of a better metaphor, I'll say nail in the coffin, just to say I doubt they would overlap two Wednesdays like this. I think the intention is, oh, man, you haven't seen this show. Let's talk about it as we get together for, for the holidays. The the season finale is, the, you know, this Wednesday that we're all off. And then this new show starts the same day. I think it's meant to kind of be, you know, the, the Wednesday of gifts. I'll mention this too, Pete. Um, increasingly, as other kind of high-profile shows are out there, um, Apple drops its, stu- its stuff on Fridays. Netflix has always done Fridays. Um, it's just, Except when they don't do Fridays. Well, I'm mean, just my point being, I think that Disney was way out ahead of th- Disney was ahead of things to move it to Wednesday because now it's like, wait, when does Disney Plus thing come? It's just Wednesday. Oh, there's something on my radar for this week. There's the new Lego scary uh, fun Star Wars thing. It, it's just a Wednesday. And I have to say, Pete, credit to her Except credit. That was Wednesday this week. There wasn't. It was not. What day was that? That was uh, the first. That was yesterday. Was well, the um, uh, the Lego uh, Star Wars horror one? Well, you know what? Now, now Disney's just throwing me for a loop. Just to conclude the thought, having moved, how about this? A lot of stuff to Wednesday premieres. Credit where credit is due. It was CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus that staked out the Thursday for Star Trek. So, I think you're going to see other. Other other shows, other streamers are going to sit and go, crud, you'll lose a little buzz when it's, you know, Ted Lasso season three versus Stranger Things versus Witcher versus, you know, so on and so on. Uh, Apple TV Tuesday, Disney Plus Wednesday, Paramount Plus Thursday, things like that. So I think those two streamers ahead of things there. Well, our cup runneth over with those two, and then even more, Matt, with the Venom, Let There Be Carnage, end credit nod? Which we're not going to dig into here. You did tell me off mic what the scene was. I think, Pete, I won't even tip. Uh, I won't tip, you know, ooh, it sounded interesting, not interesting, good, bad. I'll just keep it completely neutral. I think we'll give people a chance to either see Venom in theaters, wait for the digital option. Uh, it's not a it's not a, a red line. We shall not talk about Venom until it is free to stream on whatever. Um, but I think we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, might need to talk about it theoretically before December seventeenth, or maybe before March twenty fifth. Um, but just as a heads up to people, if you're going to see Venom, keep an eye out for it. If you want to avoid it, keep an eye out for it. If you want to go or, you know, or not keep an eye out for it. Um, but there is some, some info there. And that brings us generally to the idea of coming all together, Matt, peace in our time. Yes, Pete, uh, as was widely expected by Hollywood lawyer types, um, Scarlett Johansson and Disney finding peace. Uh, this after the first, um, I think there was a, an initial hearing and then the trial was going to be in March, 2022. And bottom line is Pete, they've, they've come to an arrangement, which is, uh, you know, which is kept secret. I know, I think it was deadline kind of was very suggestive that there was going to be a sizable payout, but it was going to be over time. That might be for a variety of reasons, including like tax stuff. So nobody can sit and go, oh, it was $40 million. It'll just be, oh, there's money here and money there. Um, 
back on track is Scarlett Johansson um, producing and perhaps starring in a Tower of Terror movie. Uh, Deadline also made reference to essentially Scarlett Johansson getting Black Widow 2 money, even though there's not going to be a Black Widow 2. Uh, much you. Well, uh, maybe not starring her, um, much as uh, Emma Stone... Emma Stone was paid for her not for, for not suing by getting a very sizable deal for Cruella too. So I think Pete, it's this. I think she's getting some kind of Black Widow money, and then I think also Disney has said, "Oh my goodness, Tower of Terror is going to be so amazing. We've decided to give you ten million dollars more just for Tower of Terror, not for that lawsuit schmawsuit thing." But Pete, at the end of the day. She's a millionaire who beat, you know, who kind of beat the billionaire company. Um, and although Scarlett is making money that most of us can't dream about, um, I think we can all agree that she was getting underpaid for the value of what uh, Black Widow represented for Disney Plus. And um, also the fact that the PR went really dirty on her, uh, particularly literally at a time that she was in labor giving birth. Um Disney deserves the uh, the egg on its face that it had. And now, Pete, as you said, peace in our time. Yes, and I think it ultimately helps all the creators out in Hollywood this as the IATSE is preparing to possibly strike. So it could be something to nudge the football over the line for them. Bottom line, pay yo people. <laughs> When we catch you up on what went down, the Watcher has seen this before. A universe in the final days of its destruction, but this one breaks his heart. Natasha Romanoff rides a motorcycle through an apocalyptic wasteland chased by Ultron's minions and radios to an unseen partner to start the clock. Clint Barton emerges and provides air support. He uses a cloaking device poncho once he gets their attention and takes out more once they land. Romanoff says they have 30 seconds until their signals reconnect with the hive as she takes out more. But Barton's arm is blown off and he's sent off a building before Romanoff crushes his assailants with her bike. Barton reattaches his arm but says... They're getting rusty. The sentry signals uh, almost alerted the Ultron hive mind to their location, which is the Kremlin in Moscow, where the secret to taking down Ultron may reside. The Watcher recounts how Tony Stark's dream of a suit of armor around the world turned into a nightmare. In this universe, Ultron got his wish and a body with the Mind Stone. He went after nuclear codes as Romanoff and Barton raced to take out the satellite network, but to no avail. The nuclear apocalypse brought peace on Earth, but Thanos came with the rest of the Infinity Stones and Ultron lasers him in two to take possession of them to see worlds beyond his own. He annihilated Asgard, subjugated the Sovereign, smashed Shakar, eliminated Ego, 
and X'd out Xandar when Carol Danvers arrives. She plunges him into the planet's core, where he uses the power of the stones to destroy it and her. With that, he had achieved his goal. The Watcher explains the realization nearly broke the machine until he became aware of another and the universe is beyond his own. What the hell is this? Ultron vows to find the Watcher. Even he can't imagine the horrors. There is still hope in Romanoff and Barton as they comb the KGB archives. She finds the Red Guardian shield, but Barton is tired and frustrated. The Watcher sees the answer in a file marked Arnim Zolem as Ultron searches for him, but Barton gives up despite the Watcher's insistence. Humans keep hope against the worst of odds. Romanoff finds Zola's file. But as they head off, Ultron breaks through to the Watcher's hiding place with the need to silence the chaos of so many universes. In Siberia, Romanoff and Barton find Zola, who she's actually met before. Barton explains Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. are dead along with pretty much everybody else because of Ultron. After threatening to pour water on him, Barton gets Zola to cooperate. Romanoff calls Avengers Tower to prank Ultron for a pizza with gluten-free crust. Barton downloads Zola into an arrow so they can upload him into a sentry drone. They arrive to find the fire, and Barton fires the arrow into a drone, which they bring with them. They blow its legs off so it doesn't get any ideas about doing them in. Zola says the Ultron hive mind is out of range. The drones breach the silo, and Barton sacrifices him himself so Romanoff can escape with Zola, who couldn't connect to Ultron because he does not appear to be within their observable universe. The Watcher doesn't understand how it's possible. Ultron is battling him across the multiverse. Ultron calls him out for watching, but the Watcher swore an oath to not exert his will on the natural order of things. He changes into armor for their fight that Ultron pushes him through realities, landing in one where Ultron does his best Galactus impression to devour it, sending the Watcher to another universe where he's watched in Times Square as Stephen Grant Rogers is sworn in on TV as President of the United States. Ultron punches him to Wakanda, the Middle Ages, Skrullas, or Tarnax Four, depending on which reality, and has his head in his hands before the Watcher escapes. Ultron can see everything, and no one can stop him now. The Watcher is out of options when he arrives in the prison of Doctor Strange Supreme's own creation. The Watcher sees now he needs Strange's help. Peace. 
compete with the many divergences here. Let's talk about what's changed and would we keep the changes. Let's start with this week and last week, kind of. Do we retroactively upgrade the quote-unquote off-tone ending of last week's Party Time episode as it was essentially the first part of maybe a season one trilogy of episodes, I think? I mean, it's all connected now, especially that uh, Doctor Strange Supreme shows up at the end of this one where he was, what was that, at the end of the third episode? Um, so now all of these multiverses touching and being connected, I guess the biggest question is, does it spill into live action? That that's the real question at this point. Yeah, particularly like it, I feel like what if exists for me in this weird headspace where it's alternate realities. So I don't need to think about its connection to the MCU because it's clearly saying this is not the MCU and each week's episode is a different <laughs> it's a different you that's not the MCU um but now that we are reality hopping it's more blurry uh unlike Pete the other animated show that we've been podcasting these weeks uh Star Trek Lower Decks where you know by and large it's meant to be just the Star Trek universe um so this is another question mark. I don't know. Do we see Strange Supreme get a cameo in No Way Home or Eternal Secret Scene? You know, it's I guess these are good questions to have, even though this episode kind of sort of and intentionally so resets from the original premise, which is just enjoy these little one shot episodes. And there's not going to be a lot of crossover. <laughs> it's going to be a fun little, you know, what if party Thor? Um, yeah, it's going to be light, you know. And, and yes, obviously in the shadow of, you know, some of the most uh, emotionally challenging MCU stories, you know, in the last month and whatnot. Anyhow, Pete, this Ultron apocalypse here brings uh, Nat and Clint to the end of the line again. I love that there's this twist where it's Clint who falls off the cliff of sorts to his doom. Without his family, um, he's got nothing left to live for other than Nat and he's saving her. It, it's a good uh, connection, of course, to what happens to acquire the soul stone, uh, which again, I can assume we can assume that Thanos got from uh, dropping Gamora. Uh, however, um, this was supposed to be the episode where Gamora shows up in the Thanos armor with the helicopter sword so is that is that next week's episode is that the it's, got, it's gotta be she's on the she's on the poster uh it it has to be um how does that figure into strange supreme and the watcher bringing together the avengers of the multiverse or the guardians of the multiverse or whatever it's going to be but you know the the ebb and flow of this first season and into the second season um you know clearly connected throughout it would be kind of fun if that gamora episode 
that you're slotting for next week. And I agree, kind of all evidence would point towards it because even if because of COVID schedule changing it now as a season two episode, okay, go change the poster. Um, but I, I'm just thinking the end of Party Thor, I guess, was chronologically after this episode. So what if the, what if, what if the Gamora episode is also like, it's part of this weird Ultron trilogy, but if it's somehow ending, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it somehow is out of order. I'm not, I'm not saying full Christopher Nolan, like go backwards here, but maybe that's another expectation to subvert in terms of, you know, I think we all, we all watch this episode go episode and go, Oh, I get it. Now we're telling a multi episode story. Maybe next week is part of it. Just not chronologically after this one. I'll do you one better. Why if Gamora? <laughs> when if Gamora? Um, Pete, Ultron kills Thanos. I think it's clearly done here for narrative expediency and also kind of an obvious, uh, you know, within this story, it's demonstrating a power differential. We know Thanos is A++. Ultron dispenses him in a matter of seconds. Therefore, Ultron but is hang a- on. Hang on. Ultron, uh, I'm sorry, um... Vision never faced down Thanos directly, okay, in the universe we're familiar with, in that uh, Wanda was uh, ripping the Mind Stone, blowing the Mind Stone up uh, when Thanos uh, was in Wakanda and ready to take that, and then uh, he plucked it out when he undid time. So... Strangely, I think it makes sense. Is it cartoony? It it is in the sense that it it gets done here. Yes, he's got the five other stones. Could he use all those? And all right, I'm gonna undo what you're doing right now, or I'm gonna change the reality. He could, but I I think they had a uh, hardcore conversation about it in the writers' room, and I think given all the rules that are presented in the way things work, especially considering the animation, it, it, it makes sense. Uh, will we see a live action Ultron Galactus mashup as <laughs> we kind of slowly move towards the John Watts, fantastic four film. I mean, it still is undated. It still has no cast announced. Um, I would just say as an aside, I mean, is that something that they reveal on Disney plus day? Um, maybe that's a, that's a storyline to watch out for. There's been no indication, but maybe it's like, Oh, and if you click up four times from the Marvel tile, it, you know, it was kind of some cutesy wootsy thing like that. But do we see the Galactus of the MCU filtered through some sort of multiverse Ultron, or is that too complex? I mean, with Galactus being out there with, the advent of fantastic four and will they do they go there is the assumption they do they got to do dr doom as well um i think this is a fun little nod that you've put ultron in armor that so resembles galactus headpiece as well i think that was really fun um you know, hey, we show Feige this and, you know, what he thinks about it. Uh, I don't think it'll wind up being Ultron. 
except in one universe where he attempted to devour the Watcher and everything else. Pete, what other divergence thoughts do you have? It's interesting that the creation of Ultron would seem to be another of these absolute points that they've talked about throughout this season, that it always had to happen here, that he gets the body uh, of Vision. I think it's particularly haunting for us, given what's gone on in the MCU this year with Visions, you know, OG Vision, uh, White Vision, now this Ultron mashup. Magic uh, Vision, don't forget. Magic Vision? Well, no, I mean, just insofar as the Vision in WandaVision was neither the OG Vision nor White Vision. Some sort of, some sort of, well, it, it was the magic version of him, right? Because that wasn't right. even his body. Yeah. So there, there's a lot going on there. Um, so naturally, to play around with it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think there's just a variety of a variety of options coming off this episode. Um, and it'll be very, very interesting to see where things go with the season finale next week. Didn't want T2, Matt. Carol Danvers did not. That is true. Fun... Uh, let's see. Fun era appropriate comment. Had to just quickly remind myself T2 1992, I believe. Uh, and she's plucked from 91, maybe? 91. Regardless, it's before her mid 90s uh, removal from Earth. So um, contemporaneous to Carol Danvers, or I guess maybe time has continued on for her. But anyhow, Pete, uh, child of the 90s and so forth. Absolutely. T2, way to go. Will, ultimate. Ultron or whatever this version is, you know, we've got strange Supreme. I think ultimate Ultron makes a lot of sense. Um, will he pop up in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness? I feel like it is a good, that's the best bet for it. I think there's a lot of, um, there's obviously a lot of multiverse hopes being poured into Spider-Man no way home. And I don't know to what degree come the end of March, we're going to look back and go, hey, Spidey 3 and Doctor Strange 2 are their own duology or their own two sides of the same larger MCU story. Um, but I think that I think there's a certain line, there's a certain sanctity, if you will, with with a Spider-Man movie where. You know, if we're going to go bon if we're, if it's going to be Spider Man in the Spider Verse of Spider Madness, then of course we're going to be leaning towards you know Doc Ock who we've seen and Green Goblin who we've heard and you know Garfield and Maguire question mark and so on and so forth, um, to get a what if crossover into live action. I think Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the place to do it particularly if we kind of say if we if we anticipate that the multiverse craziness will be over by the end of Doctor Strange and we kind of have the next the next era starting with Thor Love and Thunder um the watcher intervening has been a theme throughout the season it mentioned it he can't do it the oath talked about here uh but now clearly with the desperate situation he's got to break it yeah and i don't 
think that anyone, you know, finds fault with that. I think too, now that we understand that there has been a certain arc to the season, um, to have him take more action in the second to last episode and presumably in the last episode of the season, now we can see, okay, that makes sense. Um, and I even think it would be interesting to go back and say, um, to what degree is he present in some of the earlier episodes? Like, I just think, I remember one of the earlier episodes where it was like one of these wide shots where it's like, there he is watching over everything. And it's like his one eye is the sun or something like that, where is he slow? Has he slowly been more present in these episodes to prepare us for this final arc in the last couple episodes? Um, you know, maybe it's been baked in there since the beginning. Uh, the deaths are plans are not in the main computer, Matt. Another absolute point, the acquisition of Star Wars by the Disney company. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're going to set, uh, you know, dominance over the MCU, and if you're going to have the MCU make reference to the Star Wars universe, why not just flex, you know, flex with all the Disney power to say, you know, in every reality, there is one constant and it is Disney. That that other Infinity Stone, the Star Wars stone. Uh, and then, Matt, it's it's cute. Uh, I'd like to see it carried over that Captain America, that Steve Rogers, original Captain America, because, again, we've got. Um, Sam Wilson at this point in our reality, I guess, in the 616, although we've not had that uh, checked explicitly, um, is uh, the president of the United States. Yeah, that would be a fun. Um, that, that, that could be the party Thor of next season, by which I mean um, the party Thor episode was just easy going down, you know, until the surprise ending, easy going down. It was light. It was fun. I mean, you want to do next season, president Steve Rogers and let it be the best of the West wing. And that kind of like, yeah, you know what? Patriotism and good choices and working together and apple pie. It can be done. Uh, even though I think, <laughs> I don't know about your mindset, Pete, my mindset is I'm a little dubious on that maybe in our reality, but you want to sell that to me. Um, and it doesn't need to necessarily be, you know, scroll and laser beams and all this, just something a bit more uh, wholesome and easy going down. I'm, I'm all for it. Do the scrolls attack on January 6th? <laughs> um, yes, but then they're going to say that they were uh, m misled by, uh, by, by someone, I'm sure. I'm sure the the scrolls will blame someone else. With that, Pete, let's check some messages from the multiverse. Starting with our Twitter poll, uh, how would you rate episode 108? Uh, one robot arm, 404 error, got zero percent. Two robot arms, multi thumbs down, got zero percent. Three robot arms, upload heart emoji. Got 17.5%. And then four robot arms, chillingly brilliant, got 82.5%. Um, that's that's quite a that's quite a statement there as to what people, at least those voting in our poll, uh, thought of the episode. Also replying to our tweet, first up is JT Atkins. It's at JTA's me. 
after all the what if it was dreadful previous episodes uh when the watcher said but this one breaks my heart i knew we were in trouble however the fact that hashtag it's all connected is intriguing so i guess there's hope after all rebellions are built on hope pete i hope you appreciate the reference there i do (laughs) um next uh tweet here is from noel gardner at noel camille Wow, I'm glad that the sacred timeline Avengers were good thieves. This Ultron is seemingly unstoppable. Hashtag Thanos slice. I can't wait for next week's episode. How will it end? P.S. The visuals in this whole series have been outstanding. Did I see Mustafar? Uh, It really is all connected. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I must admit, Pete, I did not catch Mustafar, but I know that that's, of course, the the Darth Vader castle planet. Um... (laughs) Well, I, so Pete, I'll ask you: Was it Mustafar? Was it a sly reference to it? What's going on? They they own it, so why not? <laughs> um, Jackie Wolf, that's at Jackie Wolf. Um, quote tweets herself, and of that quote tweet, she says, "I'm just going to leave this here." And it dials back to September 24th, and she said, "I don't think I uh, could have taken another episode like the last several, but even so, I could take or leave this episode. I would have preferred an entire episode of Vision with the Infinity Stone." So uh, Jackie Wolf, I think, presaging some things there. Uh, next up, we heard from Darren Bell. That's at Darren B4605-2059, which is a very Ultron name, by the way. Um, yes. Awesome episode. I thought all the episodes were standalone one-offs, but it looks like everything is going to be all tied up in the finale with a PH. Uh, also, who knew the Watcher could fight like that? That's true, Pete. I thought he was a Watcher. I guess now we have to start calling him the Doer. The Fighter. <laughs> Uh, we heard from J Philly B. That's at uh, J Philly B for fandom. I've been biding my time on the fence about the series, but this episode pushed me off into really appreciating the story that's being built. Still more misses than hits for me, but now the story is coming full circle. I think that will change. Uh, her also heard from what of it? That's at K C L Y L E one on Twitter. This was so good. I didn't have Infinity Ultron versus Uatu on my radar. Quite the tone shift from Party Thor and catching up with Doctor Strange in the end. I'm hoping this means we will see follow-up of some uh, more of the stories they are doing. Pete, I'll just point out um, why I think we can all call the Watcher Uatu as that is based on his uh, comics name. They have been careful in this series to only call him the Watcher. The logic Mm -hmm. being he doesn't need another name because he's the only one. He is the one and only. Uh, we heard from Andre Yeager. That's at Dr. Polo 1983. All of the threads are finally connecting. Next week's episode is going to be awesome. The Watcher actually showed how strong he is in this episode. Uh, this episode was worth the wait. Uh, forgot to mention Natasha did the pose. That the superhero mm-hmm. pose, of course. Also forgot the ease at which Ultron beat Thanos was comical. It literally took him two seconds. Next up here is Spider-Ham Lincoln. That's at TessLC139. Great episode. Love the continuation from last time with Ultron's infinity dominance in the multiverse. Though I wish we could have gotten either Bettany or um, uh, a better voice to, uh, he says, adapter uh, to voice him. Not quite sure who adapter is. Uh, Fave bits, the opening fight with Ultron drones, Black Widow with Red Guardian shield, Clint's cyber armor, Zolatron, Clint's endgame-like sacrifice to save Nat, Two Thanoses, uh, Uatu's significant involvement, and an awesome Marvel team-up, The Watcher and Strange Supreme. Hands down, this is my favorite MCU TV series to date. 
by the way, Pete, with uh, Spider-Ham Lincoln mentioning um, Bettany voicing or lack thereof, uh, I have to mention, I saw Ross Marquand in the credits. I was then like, oh, he's going to be back as Red Skull. Watched the entire episode. Couldn't figure out. I knew that they didn't have, um, uh, what's his name? James. uh, Spader. Yeah, James James Spader. Spader. I was like, I can't quite place the voice blown away that that was ross marquand i know having checked out his youtube i know he's just this amazing um Mm -hmm. voice guy you would not have thought that the guy from the walking dead who's also red skull was also you know a 90 percent james spader imitator we need a what if in season two where he does all the voices where it's uh just jeffrey wright and Ross Marquand as the voice talent. And it's a sprawling story where Marquand plays everybody else. <laughs> what if Marquand? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Ian Knight at Zort 70, uh, our, our, our dear and longtime uh, Twitter friend and podcast, uh, uh, podcast listener and the brains behind Zort.co.uk. I'm slightly disappointed that one of the options for 108 uh, wasn't we have to go back. <laughs> Reference appreciated, dear Ian. Uh, we heard from James the Sagacious. That's at uh, Big Killin on Twitter. Loved it. Was shocked that Ultron with Mind Stone was so much stronger than Thanos with Five Stones. Can't wait for the podcast. Uh, and uh, KCLYLE1 on Twitter replied and said, seemed like the Infinity War could have ended much differently. Uh, and then last tweet here, Pete, is from BikeBRH on Twitter. Sometimes I wish you gave us five choices in re- reply to the poll. So there'd be one directly in the middle. Uh, if it wasn't for the entertainment of listening to you, I would have dropped off of What If by now. Way too much DC-style dreary grim darkness. The Thor episode was a much-needed lightening of tone. Uh, so your thoughts there, Pete, as uh, What If has taken us down some dark paths. Well, it's, it's a compliment that uh sticking with it because of us so definitely thank you for that um i get the grim aspect of it but that they closed perhaps this grimmest yet i mean with the reality that um natasha and clint were in where they were the last two humans we saw um they end with hope that hope is the through line of this episode that Natasha still had it, even though Clint was ready to give up that the watcher, uh, you know, centers around hope when he's in the prison of Dr. Strange Supreme's, uh, own imprisonment, um, self-imposed of course. So I I think it's still there. So I, I think that's what, differentiates those universes what do you have in your mailbag on the fantastic geek facebook page matt steve adams writes in when what if was first announced i thought it would be standalone stories with no real importance to the mcu as we know it as the show has progressed i have increasingly thought otherwise episode eight seems to set up not just a season finale, but also potential consequences for the MCU proper. Ultron with the Mind Stone killing Thanos in three seconds seems to cheapen everything that happened 
in Infinity War and Endgame. It was way too easy and convenient. I didn't know I had been waiting for 40 years to see the Watcher use that size 33 head as a weapon. Great moment. This episode did do a great job of exploring what would happen if the Infinity Gauntlet fell into the hands of a being that was completely emotionless and amoral. Even Thanos seemed to have a sense of morality as well as self-imposed limits. Ultron does not. Looking forward to the finale and, as always, stay fantastic. And he spelled that with a PH. There you go. I do think, I think for a lot of people that Thanos' death was an inter, you know, was a point of interest, whether you're kind of for it or against it. Um, cheapening Infinity War, maybe I disagree with the wording a little bit there. Um, I think that this episode gets to exist in kind of a, a little bit of a nether world in terms of if this is going to directly impact the MCU, okay. If it isn't, then it kind of gets to retreat to the land of animation where we did a thing in order to tell, you know, this week's episode, which ties a little bit to last week's and we can assume is going to continue next week, but that it's not, you know, the main story. Maybe it's kind of, if there's a cheapening going on, I think it's leavened by the fact that, that this is existing in the what if corner, not the live action corner. Well, Pete, any corner of the MCU is a corner that we are going to run down on these podcasts. And, of course, all that is made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, all sorts of levels to choose from. But you place the value on the podcast. Takes just a dollar a month to get you through that door. And... Uh, if you can't contribute right now, you can get over to Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a rating in seconds, a review, and just a little bit more time that helps us across all 23 of the fantastic geek family with the PH of podcasts to this point because we've still got Hawkeye coming. We've got the Book of Boba Fett more in the new year. Indeed, Pete. I mean, boy, did that schedule fill up real fast after <laughs> uh, after uh, Boba Fett was officially announced. And as you pointed out, at least internally, uh, the exact episode count for Boba Fett is not known. Um, but we'll be podcasting Hawkeye. We'll be podcasting Boba Fett. Um, got Discovery as the through line from November, December, January to February. Picard beyond that. Still no date for Ms. Marvel. Um, but... We're so happy to dive on into it and uh, so happy that, uh, you know, as those storage and bandwidth uh, needs are, 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 are high, that, uh, that those listeners do keep us supported there on Patreon. We do it for you. Pete, let's keep this what if conversation going one more week, at least for uh, the season. Uh, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,069 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter, looking back lost, do me in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are FantasticGeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash FantasticGeek with the P-H, all one word, like it today. 
So, if you are listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we are back tomorrow to talk Lower Decks episode 208. If you're here for What If 109 next week, we'll be back on 109. Pete, is that proof of a well ordered and uh, intentionally designed universe? What If 109 on the date 10 slash 9? Unless you're in other parts of the world where the date will be 9 slash 10. But, Pete, I don't know. In our reality, such things have happened. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. You cannot compute the power of my will. <laughs>